You're listening to Inside Lebo, a podcast giving you an inside look at Mount Lebanon, Pennsylvania, hosted by Assistant Municipal Manager and Municipal Planner Ian McMeans and Assistant Public Information Officer and Online Editor Stephanie Hackey. Happy New Year. Welcome to the first edition of Inside Lebo for 2023. I'm your host, Assistant Municipal Manager Ian McMeans. And I'm Public Information Officer and Editor-in-Chief Laura Pace-Lilly. I'm in for Stephanie Hackey because she is on maternity leave. Yes, congratulations to Stephanie and her family. We wish them all the best. Our guest today is Margaret Izzo, the Chair of the Community Relations Board for Mount Lebanon. And she's here today to talk about the important work being done by the board, including mediation, which helps neighbors get along. Welcome, Margaret. Well, thank you. I'm so happy to be here today. So can you tell us a little bit about the Community Relations Board and its mission? Yeah, the Community Relations Board main mission is to help all neighbors get along and feel welcome in Mount Lebanon and to promote a sense of diversity and inclusion. Um, they have a number of programs that they work on and we have, I believe, a 12-person board now. So we have a lot of great people to help make sure our goals are implemented. That's great. Um, so can you talk a little bit about the history of the board and how it got started and where it's gone since then? Um, yes, I believe that the board has been around for several decades now. Um, I think there is really a strong feeling that there's ways in which Mount Lebanon residents could become better integrated and to be, have more of a sense of community and welcoming. And um, that was its major purpose. Like Laura may know a few more details about exactly how it got started. Correct. In the in the '60s, um, Mount Lebanon had a PR problem in that um, there were some portions of Mount Lebanon that were not welcoming to people of all backgrounds. Um, and at that time, um, the there were federal laws that required people to um, give housing to anybody who wanted it. You could not discriminate for any reason. There were people who were um, complying with it, but not joyfully. So the Community Relations Board at that point was established to show people the benefits. Why don't you tell us about the regular meetings and when they are? Um, so the regular meetings are held once a month and the uh, community is welcome to attend. Um, basically we go through like our set of um, different committees. Uh, one that we spent a lot of time with over the past year and a half or so is the Ad Hoc Diversity, Equity and Inclusion Committee. So um, it was staffed not only with um, Community Relations Board members but with also subgroups with members of the community. And that's just been a wonderful experience to have so many different people from the community of all different types of backgrounds, all different types of professional training and work um, give us their input about ways in which we can become a more welcoming, diverse, and inclusive community. So there's been a lot of discussions about you know activities that Mott Lebanon could have, um, better police engagement, um, ways in which uh, the various entities in Mott Lebanon, um, you know, such as the library, could have more diverse programming, and um, talking about maybe doing community surveys, but it's been just incredible to have so many people from the community involved. Um, so broadening the board, I think, has made many steps forward for Mount Lebanon, so. Great, and uh, those meetings are open public meetings, people can attend, is there a process they have to go through to comment during meetings or to weigh in, or can they just kind of show up and make comments? I mean, the best way is to email, I believe, um, Robin from the library, correct? They, yes. they, yeah. they can yeah. do that. They mm -hmm. can also show up in person and they can dial in on Zoom. So yes, yes. Okay. Great, thanks. So um, anything else that you think the public should know about the Community Relations Board and what they do? 
Um, well, one exciting initiative which has been also going on for uh, many years is the mediations. And um, so I serve the role as the community mediator. Um, and it's been really great because we live in a community where, you know, the houses are fairly close together and people love that sense of community, that neighborhood feeling. But sometimes, you know, when things are so close, there could be issues, leaves blowing into people's yard, noise complaints, etc. And so it's a really great way, especially when there's a gray area in the law and there's not like a clear cut code violation where neighbors can seek out this mediation service where you can speak to the CRB mediator confidentially and um, you know for example like I'll talk to both parties get information from them you know I won't disclose exactly what the other person said but would try to work for um, a mutually advantageous solution and it's really been very helpful because sometimes people just are they feel very strongly about their property and what they can and can't do on their property and there are a lot of creative solutions sometimes we encourage having a third party involved you know bringing in the um the roofer or the contractor or the surveyor or somebody else who could have a more professional opinion um, and it's something that maybe people don't initially want to pay for but if you kind of point out that this could really help with your relations with your neighbor things will be worth it going forward they may be more willing to do that Makes sense. That's a, a great service that uh, the board provides. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit more about that after we take a quick break. Welcome back to Inside Lebo. I'm Assistant Municipal Manager Ian McMeans, and we're here today with Margaret Izzo, the Chair of the Community Relations Board, talking about the mediation process. Before the break, um, Margaret did a great job of laying out kind of how the process works for residents who are interested in the Community Relations Board's uh, mediation services. So does this service cost anything to residents, or is it offered for free? This service is completely free. That's yes. awesome. And then sometimes it's just very discreet. There may just be one discreet issue and it's worked out very quickly, or sometimes it can be ongoing. Um, say if it's something like a seasonal issue, such as leaf issues, um, for example, like let's say the parties may agree to a document and both parties, one party will agree to do these things, another party will do to do those things, and it's all good until the leaves start coming down again. So they can look back at that document and say, you know, this is what we agreed to do. Um, it is non-binding. Um, and um, a, a big part of this is to prevent people from going to court because you could go to our local uh, court with the magistrate right here in Mount Lebanon, but of course there's expenses related to that. There's court costs and filing fees, and um, and then that things can become much more contentious when you've gone to court. And you know a lot of these problems are very easy to solve and. Um, you know, we would prefer not to have things go at that level. Um, so, and then also, so let's say it's Ian and I, and, and Ian's my neighbor, and his kids are up late at night shooting baskets on, on you know, a night that I have to get up early for shift work, and we come to you. Now, have, we, we both have to agree to it. He can't require me to come in, correct? Um, correct, okay. exactly. Like you both, um, and typically would just start with, I would have conversations or email conversations with both sides. And then if there was an impasse where, for example, like the basketball is never going to stop, like it's just going to keep on going and you literally can't sleep. You've tried other things to make you and you just can't. And then at that point, if you feel as you have to meet in person, 
then we can meet in person, you know, at the municipal building. And, um, and so how would that work? We come in and then, and how do you, what do you do? Um, so I might even encourage that if there's other people involved in the family besides, uh, maybe just the two homeowners. So for example, in this case, I would encourage maybe the kids could come in too, because maybe the kids could come up with a good solution. They could just say, Hey, well, actually we could go play basketball at our friend's house or we could sign up for this league and maybe, you know, if perhaps sometimes there's an impasse with certain people, but you get other people involved and that can also help make things seem a little more reasonable. Um, and then we would memorialize this in writing. And so then we have, um, you know, a document um, that you could go back to if things aren't all working out. So well, that sounds like a great way to keep things from ending up with police involvement. Yes, exactly, exactly, because the police maybe could just write a citation, but they're not going to actually solve the problem. You know, well, not and I'm assuming they have better things to do than to mediate our argument. Yes, yes, exactly, very true. Yeah, because there's some things, for example, like Mount Lebanon doesn't have a specific noise ordinance. You can't say, oh, if it's X amount of decibels, then it's a problem. So it's at the discretion of the police if you call them, if they decide to issue a citation. Um, often by the time the police get there, the noise has abated and it's not really the best use of police resources. Can you give us a, a couple examples of things people could do um, that you hear that get on people's nerves that might uh, keep things from building? So what are some common complaints and somebody might think, I, I didn't even know that was bothering somebody? Yeah, there's some interesting things. Sometimes different neighbors will have different ideas about um, you know, maintenance of the yard and sometimes you have people that are much more focused on what seems to be environmentally friendly. So for example, somebody may say, I'm not going to remove my leaves. I'm just going to let them sit there. I'm going to let them accumulate. Maybe eventually I will mulch them, but there's no requirement I have to remove my leaves and it's better for the environment, in their opinion, if they just stay there. Um, somebody may also feel as though um, I let my grass get six inches tall because I don't want to be wasting resources with mowing the grass too often right. and so sometimes it's a matter of educating that neighbor who wants to cut the grass every week and is out there with a leaf blower that you know technically this person is not violating mount lebanon ordinances and that this person has you know a commitment to the environment which is that's what they're influenced by right. they're not doing this just to make you mad they're not doing this to try to bring down your property values this is a green movement that they adhere to but of course if you get you know over six inches you know sure it could be a citation you know and it's also meant of like educating the other side that listen you know these people have different thoughts about what a yard should look like and once it gets over six inches you've got to mow it and to be on top of that so now that's easy to see how that could be tense yes yes exactly yeah um, so if a resident is having a problem with one of their neighbors, um, what's the best way for them to reach out? Should they reach out to you directly? Should they reach out to um, Robin Vitek, the library director, who's the staff liaison to the Community Relations Board? What's the best path forward for them? Yes, reaching out to Robin Vitek is the best. Um, but you know, the easy you can always just call the municipal building and then they would refer it to her. Um, and then typically people may leave a voicemail message and then Robin would forward the voicemail message to me and then I would call right away. So how long does it typically take? Um, you know, sometimes it can be taken care of in just a couple days. Okay. You know, but I'd say more typically maybe it'd be about a week or so. Um, it wow. just, that's pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Most of the issues are kind of discreet. And sometimes there's interesting things you wouldn't think about. For example, um, there's a, and I'm 
of course, this is all confidential, so I'm just going to kind of paraphrase and right. move some things together and generally. But, um, you know, for example, some people really enjoy having birds around their house and they may have a bird feeder and they want to enjoy the birds and watch the birds. And then, you know, what if these birds decide that, um, you know, their favorite spot to go then is at the house next door and that may mm-hmm. be causing some damage to that person's roof. And the people with the bird feeder think, well, how can they really be damaging the roof? But if you get a roofer up there and the roofer can talk to them about how this is actually damaging, could you possibly move the bird feeder somewhere else so then perhaps the birds are going up to your roof? So that's what you meant when you meant calling a roofer. That's a great idea. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. And, you know, the person whose roof is being damaged may feel as though, why do I have to call the roofer? But so sometimes it's important to explain that it's your roof you call the roofer and once you get that estimate it may really change the mind of the other people who enjoy watching the birds you know because there's maybe that implied premise is do you really want to you know take this to the magistrate and you know who's liable for the cost of fixing the roof etc you know there's easier things you can do just move the bird feeder so right yeah so is there any point where um, the mediation we offer is kind of off limits, I'll say. So like, let's say one neighbor sues their neighbor in court over the bird feeder thing. Um, but then the other neighbor's like, Hey, why don't we just do this mediation thing? Like, is, does it become kind of off limits because there's legal action? Pending I mean, I or? think if that's what they decide to do, they certainly could. I mean, of course, then now like everything we talk about could possibly be evidence. Um, and, and that's another thing to talk about like this, uh, depending on the parameters, you know, some of this could be introduced in evidence later um, if they do decide to go to the magistrate. Um, so that's, you know, something else to talk about with them. Um, but usually things don't get that far, yeah. which is helpful. That's good. And I would think your your law background is very helpful with this position too. That helps, right? <laughs> yes, yeah. We did have to do a special training in community mediation, which was really helpful um, because it's different from other types of legal mediations and as a practicing lawyer did you use these types of skills frequently sometimes yes I did I did although um, I find it much easier to work with people who aren't represented I think that it (laughs) things move along much more quickly Mm. so yes we'll let you say that yes right (laughs) that's right well this uh, is a great program and we're very fortunate to have you and all of your training on board uh, with the community relations board and as a representative for our municipality and our community so margaret thank you for everything you do and thank you for taking the time to talk with us today um you know i think you gave some great examples of how this community mediation um not only is a sort of law enforcement diversion that it you know is able to um, keep our, our police and magistrate and everyone else kind of focused on the primary tasks of their job and not um, you know, getting involved with neighbor disputes, but also helps neighbors come to collaborative solutions that it's not, you know, you don't leave angry, right? If someone calls the police on you or someone takes you to the magistrate, you're gonna kind of have some lingering bad feelings. Whereas if you come into a mediation, you have a collaborative solution that you both work together on and then you've reached some common ground and some agreement that probably I would imagine people feel better about at the end of the day too. So thank you for all that you do. We really appreciate it. Yes, thank you. Oh, thank you. Yeah, very well put. Yes. All right, great. Well, thank you everyone for tuning in to this week's episode of Inside Lebo. We'll be back soon with more information on your local government. Thanks for listening to Inside Lebo, produced by Mount Lebanon's Public Information Office. Learn more about all things Lebo at mountlebanon.org or by following our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram pages.